Welcome back to Harmonize Your Life, Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. We're still in the month of July and we have some very um, exciting topics and empowering women who have been sharing with us all month long. And today's episode will be uh, no different. It'll be very intriguing, very informative, very inspiring and encouraging. And um, we'll be right back, right after this. All right, I have with me in the podcast studio today, Miss Mrs. Risha C. Taylor. Risha is a registered and licensed dietitian uh, and nutritionist, certified diabetes care and education specialist with over 25 years of experience in nutrition, health, and wellness. She has specialized training in motivational interviewing and has earned advanced level certifications in lifestyle coaching and weight management. Born and raised in the Windy City, y'all know y'all know that's my home girl, right? Risha earned her undergraduate degree from Hampton University and her graduate degree from James Madison University. Risha's goal is to empower, educate, motivate, and propel individuals to be the best version of themselves. She is committed to inspiring others to enjoy the benefits that come from proper nutrition and physical activity. Risha practices what she teaches. When she isn't on, on an adventure with her family, she enjoys running, swimming, jump rope, and line dancing to stay active. Welcome to the podcast conversation of the Harmonize Your Life podcast, uh, Risha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you uh, with us on today. I also want to say to our audience that Risha and I have a, a long-time friendship and relationship. Risha and her husband served in our local church for a number of years. She and her, her family were there with us for a number of years. She is also a graduate of the My Sister's Keeper Foundation mm-hmm. of Leadership and Life Coaching Program. Actually, Risha was a part of the initial group, the first group of women to uh, matriculate through that program. And I always call them the special class. And really, they have a special place in my heart, all of them, because they worked with me as I was working on my model for the Leadership and Life Coaching Program as I was working on my Doctor of Ministry degree at Regent University, which took me about 18 months, almost two years, to complete that um, the ministry project and dissertation phase of my uh, DMIN work. And Risha um, was one of the women who graciously accepted um, the invitation that I gave uh, to be a part of the initial uh, focus group of women uh, that I worked with. And um, I I have such uh, an appreciation for that group of women and for their um, dedication and assisting me in that work. And now Risha is, I mean, she's always been fabulous, but um, I, I enjoy watching her on social media and and just seeing the work that she is doing um, in this space of health and wellness. And I asked Risha to come on today because we're going to talk about the subject. We are what we eat, the role of nutrition in self-care. If you've been tracking with me all month, you'll notice that um, the women that I've had on have been focused mainly on women in their 50s and above. Uh, We had with us Sheila Agnew the first week of the month of July, and she talked to us about uh, fitness for uh, women over 50, 50 plus, um, being a fitness professional herself in her 70s, and she is just fabulous. Then we had Dr. Cheryl Bridges Johns on talking to us about the gifts of menopause. And so um, I've asked Risha to come on and talk to us about our nutrition. Um, We're going to talk about nutrition in general, but I specifically asked her to think about some things for women as we age and how how important nutrition is for us 
in our 50s and beyond as we age. And even some of you girls that are in your 30s and 40s, listen up. You're not going to always be 30. <laughs> You're not going to always be 40. Take it from us. And listen, the stuff that you used to eat when you were 20 years old, can eat that stuff when you turn 50. Okay. And Risha's going to help us with a lot of that in our conversation on today. So Risha, will you just share with us in, uh, as we begin our conversation, um, your story um, and uh, why you're so passionate about helping people in general, but uh, more specifically or particularly women in the area of nutrition, weight management, health, um, fitness and uh and wellness and you know just share a little bit about about your journey and your absolutely path. absolutely and thanks again for having me um i started out um believe it or not i went to school um wanted to major in hotel restaurant management and um, did an internship in downtown Chicago um, and realized that that's not, I showed up to work. Um, I had on my suits and my um, high heel shoes going into um, a hotel on Michigan Avenue. And as soon as I got there, they would say, change your clothes. And the first day I put on the um, kitchen uniform, the next day I put on a housekeeping uniform. And so it just was a little different than what I was thinking. And so mm -hmm. I said, well, man, I got to come up with a major that's similar to this hotel restaurant. And so I kind of just went into nutrition just because I could get a degree. I already had classes in that area. <laughs> but after I went into it and then decided to pursue a graduate degree, the first day of class in my graduate program, the professor had written on the board, you are what you eat. And, you know, I had heard it many times like we all have, but it just hit differently in that class setting. Um, and he went on to tell us that the majority of the diseases in our country can be somehow tracked back or related to what we put in our mouth. And in number one, I was thinking, well, I'm going to always have a job because people, we always put in something in our mouth. But what if I could use that to help others, help myself, help my family? And so that's kind of how I got into it. And through the years, I've just been more and more motivated, specifically women and some of the challenges that we have, I would have to say were birthed out of the Mindset to Keeper program that we went through and the life coaching, um, just knowing that we have so, there are so many amazing sisters out here. We have so much to offer, but yeah. oftentimes it's our health that hinders us from being oh. the best version of ourselves we can be. You know what? And I'm so glad you said that. Um, one of my my uh, my uh, take, I would say one of the things that motivates me uh, for fitness and wellness is my own, number one, in my own journey, um, I realized for the call of God that's on my life, I could not pursue being, minister or do all the things that God had put inside of me if I was broke down, unhealthy, unfit. And um, and that's not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you're right. One of the things that hinder us so much from being who God called us to be and being the best version of ourselves is our health. Mm -hmm. our, the, the lack of, of good health. And so I'm so glad you said that. What good is it for us to have all these all this talent and vision and abilities, gifts, skills and abilities, but you can't do anything because you're you don't have any endurance. You don't have any stamina, endurance. Your mood is affected. And it, it's just so much. It's so interrelated with what we um, what we eat and the choices that we make. Wow. What we eat and the choices that we make. I, I like that. One of the things that hinder us, and if you're taking notes, you need to write this down. One of the things that hinder us from being the best version of ourselves can be our health, our, whether or not we're in good health. So, Risha, recently in um, in a Clubhouse discussion, you, you came into Clubhouse with um, Dr. Jean Porter in the Black Women's Leadership Club Room, and 
um, we connected in that conversation and um, I pinged you and asked you to come up to the stage being one of the moderators of that group. Um, and you said something in that session. I declared, I, I knew then I had to bring you on the podcast because it was like being light bulb flashing. And I've been saying it, I've repeated it and I give you credit. Amen. <laughs> I give you credit because all, all good scholars credit their source, right? Amen. And, but, um, but, 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 um, but I, but you said something. You said um, when we, when we eat, we're either fighting disease or feeding it, or feeding disease. Mm -hmm. Oh my yeah. God, that literally, it was just like wow. I had never heard of it like that. When I'm and it changed even when I, you know, and when I I learned years ago, I used to, you know, when we were kids, we would we would talk, eat everything on your plate, right? right. And um I remember when I first got on this health and wellness journey and fitness self-care journey, and I stopped, I changed my paradigm and I even changed it for my children. Uh, first of all, I stopped piling so much on my plate mm -hmm. and piling so much on my family's plate. But I had to determine at one point in my life when it came down to whether or not I was going to eat something once I got full or whether or not I was going to throw it away, you know, because we were taught those things like right. eat all that right. food because the people in Africa, but I can't send them this food anyway. It, me sending it over there ain't going to help them. So right. I had to determine if I would rather throw it in the trash or down the garbage disposal and 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 in there rather than use my body as a garbage can garbage can. oh that's good that's good so i would say okay either i'm gonna throw it in this garbage or i'm gonna put it in me and then you know what i'm saying and contaminate exactly. i made that decision i if i'm full and if so first of all i had to learn how to put so much on my plate but mm -hmm. then i have had to say you know i'm done and i'm done in me exactly be okay and keep moving. And I think that's one of the main things that we are still, we as adult women, we're still learning, but it's so important that we get that because we are setting the examples for our kids. Our kids don't always listen to what we say. They're looking at what we do. And so you're right. Number one, our, we serve, our serving sizes are much larger than they should be. And then secondly, it is okay to leave food on your plate. You know, there'll be a time in your meal and everyone can try this. There'll be a time in your meal where there's a sigh. It's nothing overly dramatic. It may just be, it's a deeper breath than normal. That is your internal cue telling you that wow. you've had enough. But we take it because we've been ignoring it for so many years. We take it as a I'm going to rev up and go back for more. And it's at that point that we eat to the point where we likely will be uncomfortable wishing we can get a do over. And so your body will tell you when you've had enough. We are just not trained, sensitive or listening. We have so many distractions around us when we're not listening to oh. know when we've had enough. Wow. Risha, you have said a mouthful right there, girl. That's a sermon. <laughs> I'm serious because when you say we're not listening to our bodies, mm -hmm. think about what other, and if we're not listening to our bodies, what other things are we not listening to? Absolutely. And Absolutely. we're so distracted. We're so busy. We're trying to stuff so much in. So when do we, when is our, where's our enough line? I remember years ago, Bishop Alvarado and I went to a Larry Burkett. You remember Larry Burkett back in the day they would teach. It was, he was, a um, he, he's, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but it was back in the late eighties, early nineties, when we first started our church, um, mm -hmm. he would teach on uh, financial um, stewardship. Okay. And um, and we back in the early days of ministry, we would listen to Larry Burkett tapes and stuff like that. And he taught us back then to learn when was your enough line? When was your mm -hmm. enough line when it came to finances? Right. Mm -hmm. And like when it came to uh, material things, when is it enough? When do you have enough house? When do you have enough cars? When do you have enough clothes? 
women, when do we have enough shoes and handbags? You get what I'm saying? I've heard you, I've heard you I both referenced that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we got that from Larry Burkett. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we adopted it into our own financial management and lifestyle. Um, but it, but when you say we, we, there's an internal side, there's a, some, a, an internal, um, um, noise that our body is naturally telling us when we're full, mm-hmm. but we push past that and we really don't even hear it because we've not been trained to hear it. We've ignored it and we push past it to the point where it becomes mute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think about it. Even when you if you're with company, if it's a holiday or even with we'll sit there and we'll give ourselves a few minutes thinking that we're making room for more and we go back. But when we go back and we eat more, we're slightly stuffed, slightly uncomfortable. Think about then when we have to go about the rest of our day. If you're bogged down with food, whether it was healthy choices or not, because because sometimes too much of a good thing can just be too much and you're dragging is going to um, deplete your energy. You're sluggish. And so it's just not. So we have to learn how, first of all, to monitor our portions so that we're eating smaller. There is nothing I would ever tell a person you cannot eat, but you have to watch how much and how often. And I don't use the word eat in moderation. Mm -hmm. I don't use the word eat in moderation because moderation means something different to every person. And so, but you have to look at how much and how often you're eating those things. And literally, if you're either feeding disease or fighting it, look over what you had to eat yesterday and did the majority of your choices were they fighting disease or were they helping to feed disease? Wow. And that's something wow. we can all do. Just think about everything you had to eat yesterday. Write it down. Write down today, starting with first thing in the morning. You bite, you write, you drink, you ink. Put it in paper. Put it on paper. Go back and say those French fries, were they feeding disease or fighting it? That broccoli, that salad. Those potato chips, that ice cream, and you what is if less than 80% of what you were eating was not fighting disease? You have some questions, or either let me say this don't be surprised if your health challenges um, present themselves. Mm, wow. Whoo, girl, you have given us so much to think about. So, so you say that 80%. Of what we eat should be fighting disease. Should be fighting disease. Absolutely. And so that gives you 20% an occasional treat. Now, you may not have to eat all of it, but it gives you an mm-hmm. occasional something that um, you might. But, you know, I found that the more when the closer you get to that 80%, your body will almost crave healthier foods. Yeah, it's the so truth. It, I know it. That's the truth. Yeah, you're less comfortable eating a lot of the junk food, the processed mm-hmm. foods. That you just don't even food. want it. You don't exactly. even want it. You know, exactly. I went on a I went on a meatless meal journey this year. Mm-hmm. It started in January, January 6th. I started mm-hmm. a meatless meal journey when we started our Daniel fast. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to keep it up through Lent, which was started, which started in February. Right. So next thing you know, I'm like 90 days in and I'm still on this meatless meal journey. Mm -hmm. And so I think around April or May or so, I started um, incorporating fish back Mm -hmm. into my diet. But I haven't. Well, I wasn't a red meat eater before January, but um, I started incorporating fish back in my diet. But I hadn't incorporated chicken back into my diet. So Bishop and I were just on vacation a couple of weeks ago. Um, and while we were there, um, and, and what I'm really, let me just put a pen and say this, and I'm going to come back to what I was about to say. What I really appreciate is that when I started on that journey, it, it prompted Bishop. And so he eats the way I eat. Right. And I tell a lot of times, I tell women, you know, particularly if you're married and you're raising children, a lot of times we set the tone for the way our family. Absolutely. Absolutely. We set the tone, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. But um, so Bishop, you know, had not really been eating meat either. Um, Not that much. And so um, 
he ordered some wings while we were in Cancun. And so we both, you know, we were like, okay, well, let's get some wings. We're on vacation, you know. So we got the wings and I said, well, I'm going to try a wing. I haven't had any chicken, you know. But when I tell you, when I put it in my mouth, I immediately was like, I, it didn't taste the same. It didn't feel the same. It wasn't satisfying. It wasn't as satisfying. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I don't miss it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you weren't moved to eat them all. Right. It was OK to taste it. Say mm, that wasn't that's not the comfort food that I remember that it was. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's not the comfort food. And even when you said um, that, even when we eat, so we, there are good things that we can eat, but we can still if we're eating beyond what's enough. That yeah, even too much of a good thing. Yeah, the best example that I come across that I um, share with people all the time is even fruit. I mean, fruit, fruit and mm -hmm. vegetables, you know, the recommendation used to be eat five to stay alive. Now it's five to nine servings a day. So fruit and vegetables certainly is the way to go. However, fruit, we have to be very careful because fruit, though, it's a great thing. Fruit can make blood sugars go really high. Fruit has natural sugar in it that mm -hmm. if eaten too much, it still has calories that may derail us from our goals. And okay. so fruit really needs to be consumed in separate servings each day. And so the recommendation is two to four separate servings of fruit. And so what comes to mind is watermelon. Well, you know, by the time you go and cut up the watermelon and, um, I like to cut the entire watermelon and put it mm -hmm. in little containers and put it in the refrigerator so people can go get it. But, you know, that's some work to do that. So you almost mm -hmm. feel like you're entitled to eat a quarter of the watermelon after you finish cooking. But that could just be too much. And so what's considered a standard serving of cut up or fresh fruit is one cup. And one so cup. one cup. So that and means that's a whole bag of red grapes. Exactly. And so what I do is, and, and I made, you know, watermelon just so I give myself six grapes in this. Exactly. Sermon. I use the snack size baggies. I use okay. snack size baggies. And mm -hmm. if it's cherries or grapes, and, and that's mm -hmm. different from dried fruit because dried fruit, a serving is one quarter of a cup. Because wow. if you're sitting there just eating raisins, craisins, dried papaya, mm -hmm. and, and doing it. I'm eating fruit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you're doing it mindlessly, your blood sugars could be going to the roof and it's a concentrated form of sugar. And wow. so it can just, again, not a bad food, but it could just be too much. And so um, that that's the best example is when it comes to fruit. Wow. But and even trail mix, we can make our own trail mix, but Again, I use snack size baggies because that's yeah. not something if well, you're just so easy to eat a whole big old bag of it. It is exactly. so easy. And you think you're eating healthy because you're eating trail mix, but you sit there exactly. eat a whole container of trail mix in one sitting. It's just yeah. Exactly. You, yeah. you said something, you said something about mindless eating. Yeah, so mindless versus mindful is something I try to deposit in every visit, every time I'm talking to someone, because mindful eating is eliminating some distractions when you're eating. So do you eat in front of the TV? Are you scrolling social media? Um, okay. What do you have going on during your meal? Are you paying attention to it, are you chewing your food well? And so mindful eating really has less to do with what the food is on your plate and your approach to eating. Are you all in? Are you invested in the eating process where you are enjoying the meal? Can you answer the question, what seasonings were in that food? Oftentimes the answer is no, because people are eating and so many other things have their attention. They're eating on the go. Their meal happens in 10 minutes. It takes 20 to 30 minutes for your brain to get the message that your stomach is full. So mm -hmm. if you finish eating in 10 minutes, that mm -hmm. 10 to 20 minute gap, you're feeling like you're still hungry. And that's when you begin to overeat. OK, and I'm writing down the term mindful eating. Mm -hmm. 
which most of us do a lot of mindless eating if you're in the car and you're just eating while doing something else or trying to get to destination um b you a lot of eating is mindless eating you're not paying attention you're eating out of emotion you're eating because you're happy mad glad sad bored frustrated or stressed and so we need to turn that around and be more mindful during the eating process wow wow that's good. I like that. I learned a new term today. Mindful eating, mindful eating and mindless eating, both of those terms, but they're um, antithetical to one another. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you're taking notes and listening to this podcast, you need to listen um, well to what Risha is saying, um, because this can really change our lives. This can change our lives. Risha, we're, we're still in a global pandemic. Um, technically, we have not. It's not been stated by the World World Health Organization uh, that we are out of the pandemic. I know that, you know, now we have new variants of COVID-19 on the rise. Um, um, And, you know, we're still still not sure where we are. Mm -hmm. Last year, when this pandemic hit, it hit hard in the African-American community. COVID-19 was really, it ravaged our community. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is dedicated to, it's amazing that God had me launch this podcast um, last year. I launched this podcast right in the middle of the pandemic. I didn't know when I was planning to launch it. I started planning the launch of the podcast in December of 2019. I launched it in February, 2020. Um, and uh, no, I'm sorry. I launched it in March, 2020. And I did, little did I know that the month that I would launch this podcast that we would be in a global pandemic, mm-hmm. having to shut down our worship services, campuses, our children coming home from college, high schools closed. You know, every we were shut down. Everything changed. Everything changed, and we're still in a lot of ways. We're not. We're, we're not. We're still. You know, in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not in a pre-COVID existence, anymore, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we'll ever get there. If we'll ever get um, there, right? Yeah, um, but this podcast. Um, when I was planning uh, the launch of this podcast, I really strongly sense to dedicate this podcast to um, uh, encouraging, informing, educating, enlightening, and inspiring, particularly women of color mm-hmm. toward holistic, satisfying, healthy, holistic lifestyles of harmony. And um I know, and you, because being a woman of color myself and you being a woman of color and a lot of your work that you do, um, what are some things that we need to consider as African-American women or women of color uh, when it comes to our eating habits, particularly as we age? Right, right. You mentioned it earlier, um, jokingly, when you said, hey, you know, you just probably can't eat the things that you were eating when you're twin in your 20s. Um, red hot potato chips, whatever your it is. Um, now, red hot potato chips, that you're from Chicago because <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't, <laughs> we don't yeah, eat no. potato chips in Georgia. Okay. You are from Chicago. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because only. The, those of us from Chicago would know. Right. Those foods you grew up on, right. You may, you just can't eat them and eat them to the extent as when you were younger, whether it's um, donuts, cakes, cookies, candy, um, chips, but it's really just processed foods in general. That person who tells me that they have to have that, um, you know, that Coke is how I stay alive. Those processed yeah, foods. Right. It's just not going to work in terms of your, I mentioned it earlier, in terms of your mood daily, in terms of your energy, your stamina, it's just, it's going to hit differently and take a different um, toll on your body. And so we really have to start looking at how many processed foods. And so when I say processed, it's anything that's not in its natural form. And so um, Mm -hmm. potato chips, uh, even when you go to your fast food restaurants, anything that you're picking up and we have to rely more on, and it's not, everyone's not going to go. Mm -hmm. I enjoy mostly a plant-based diet. And that's just honestly what I feel best Mm -hmm. on. That's what gives me the most energy. Um, And everyone doesn't have to go to that extent, but 
a great deal of our diet needs to be based on whole foods, right? Which are your fruits, your vegetables, your legumes, mm-hmm. um, and a little less on those processed foods. And again, so I say, write down everything you had to eat. Look at yesterday. How many of those, how many servings of fruit and vegetables did you have? Did you have any whole grains um, or did you have mostly white rice, fried Mm -hmm. rice, um, white potatoes in a potato Mm -hmm. casserole? So those things that weren't naturally in their natural Mm -hmm. form. And we have to start to look on that. It has so much to do with inflammation in our body, those foods increase inflammation. And that's a whole class in and of itself that Mm -hmm. I teach. But Mm -hmm. inflammation can lead to, um, there's a lot of research, it can lead to Alzheimer's disease, it can lead to heart disease, too much inflammation in the body can lead to weight um, issues, um, Mm. diabetes. So inflammation is linked to almost everything. And all of us are exposed to inflammation in that we're mm-hmm. exposed to environmental factors. So being mm-hmm. outside and just mm-hmm. the toxins um, in the air, but we choose how much inflammation we expose ourselves to with our eating choices. So again, yeah. that would be, have I had a serving at that's, that's, that's another great example of too much of a good thing. So a serving is whatever fits in my hand with my hand closed. So okay. have I had nuts? A serving is whatever fits in my hand with my hand closed. With nuts, exactly. Okay, with okay. Nuts. nuts are seeds, and that's okay, with my hand closed. Okay. So it's not okay. open hands, and it's not one after another. Because okay. with nuts and seeds, every handful I eat is equivalent in calories to a pat of butter. And so if you think it's healthy just to eat 10 pats of butter a day, then <laughs> move ahead with your nuts. But so again, you have to watch the amount. But have I had any um, nuts or seeds? Did I have any whole grains? Another thing we don't talk a lot about is constipation. The mm. older we get, if we're not moving, if we're not adequately hydrated, if yeah. we're not eating fruits, vegetables, whole grains, constipation will be an issue. That is one of the most prominent issues or problems in nursing homes across America. It's constipation and people, we don't talk about it. So some people aren't verbal. Yep, some people aren't verbal and can't communicate it. Some people just feel really bad and they don't even realize that they are constipated. But um, in terms of your overall mood, your energy, your health, we have to increase fruits, vegetables, whole grains. And so your whole grains would be brown rice. Um, If you think um, the whole wheat pasta, some people say it's grain. Brown rice pasta is delicious. It has a great texture, but it's a whole grain. So increasing your whole grains, your fruit, your vegetables, um, and you can include some nuts and legumes. All of those things will help keep you regular and avoid constipation. But again, um, the fruits and vegetables, they start the ball rolling, but being adequately hydrated is what's going to finish it up because we can't increase all these fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and not give ourselves um, enough water. And so water or other calorie-free beverages, that's what's going to hydrate us the most. And we have to be adequately hydrated for our bodies to work the way they were intended to function. Exactly. Wow. Well, you've given us a whole class, a whole nutrition class on this, mm-hmm. this, this one conversation. You are just a wealth of knowledge and information and empowerment. And I appreciate that. Much of your work is centered around diabetes, Risha. Mm-hmm. And um, why is that? Tell us why that is and how, how important is it for us to know our numbers when it comes to A1C levels, blood pressure, cholesterol and the like. Yeah, those are numbers we have to know, just like we know our name and we know our age. We have to know those numbers. Um, In America, one in four adults over age 65 um, 
have diabetes or will be diagnosed with diabetes. Uh, it's in our neighborhoods, you know, diabetes and high blood pressure. That's why COVID hit our community as hard as it did, just mm -hmm. because we had more of those underlying conditions. And, you know, we don't all know our family history, but if a person is over age 45, um, if they 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 carry fat around their uh -huh. midsection, they uh -huh. have a parent or a sibling with diabetes. It's not a question of when they're gonna get diabetes. It's not a question of if they're gonna get diabetes. It's really when. Yeah, and so it's so prevalent in our community. Even people who tell me, "Oh no, no, I don't have any family history." I have to come back and say, "We don't have family history." that you don't have family history that you know of. Because a lot of us, if we talk to our parents, grandparents, great, great grandparents, they may not have been going to the doctor the way. Right. There was a strong mistrust of um, doctors and medicine, and right. they may not have gone to the doctor. Some doctors weren't testing A1C. So if I meet a person today and they have not heard of A1C or have not had their A1C tested, that's the very first thing they need to do. And knowing your numbers just tells you where you are in the game. And so identifying an issue is always going to be the first step. And so um, diabetes, we all know that it's an issue in our community. But what if we don't currently have diabetes, we all need to be working to prevent diabetes. And how do we do that? We watch what we're eating. We, we eat more foods that are fighting disease. We make sure we're active. We are rethinking our drink and that's all of our drinks and making sure that yeah. we're not drinking sugar beverages or even um, Starbucks. If, if you got to hit Starbucks every day, that's something you may need to rethink how, mm -hmm. yeah, what you're um, drinking and that we're including some exercise or activity. And so diabetes um, and even high blood pressure, you know, they say it's the silent killer in our community. It's not silent anymore. So mm -hmm. our food, when you're eating processed foods, way too much um, sodium, way too much fat, added fat, hidden fat, and that they're increasing the calories and the more calories we take in. And some of us, especially around COVID, it's the weirdest thing to me. People tell me because of COVID, they weren't active. And I said, because of COVID, everybody was in the house. You couldn't go nowhere. <laughs> Why couldn't you be active? Yeah, you might not have gone to the gym, but that everything's on YouTube. So that that just doesn't. I just look at a person. <laughs> um, tell me more. Like, I'm like, tell me more about that, because that doesn't add up. Listen, and walking, it's as um, um, I had Sheila Agnew on earlier. You ought to follow her on Instagram. She has this uh, Sheila's 50 uh, Fit. Uh, 50, Sheila's 50, uh, yeah, Sheila's 50 Fit Plus. 50 Fit Plus, okay. Uh-huh. Or no, Sheila's Fit 50 Plus. I'm sorry, I had that wrong. Sheila's, Sheila's Fit, fit 50, plus. 50 Plus. Yeah, okay. that's right. right. Sheila's Fit at Sheila's Fit 50 Plus. And I had her on yesterday. She's 70 years old. And I mean, she, and, wow. and she focuses on, um, she um, focuses on um, 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 exercise and fitness for women, particularly women, but men and women over 50. Mm -hmm. And she does a lot of work with those who are, have had um, corrective surgeries like knee uh, okay. replacement, hip, hip replacements, replacements. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So she works with the she she really focuses her work around those who um, are over 50 and those who maybe have had surgeries and things and showing them how they can continue to be uh, fit and move their bodies. Okay. But um, she said she had a term that I just, I was like, oh my gosh, she said walking is free 99. <laughs> free 99. <laughs> it's free 99. Exactly. Exactly. She and said, I mean, we, outside yeah. is free 99. <laughs> it's free 99. That's the, I like that. That's absolutely the case. I mean, we have to move more. So if you chose during the entire COVID, no one knew it was going to last as long as it did. But if you chose to not move during quarantine, you, you probably are experiencing quarantine 15, if not more. Wait, yeah, that you may have gained. 
Mm -hmm. If and not more. Me, it made me get out more. I started walking more in, in the mm -hmm. pandemic. It I gave me more time. Exactly. My schedule, time. my schedule lightened yes, up. Well. I wasn't running to all these meetings. I was <laughs> on Zoom in the evening. I wasn't running kids um, back and forth. And so it's how you spent your time. But I mean, you know, none of us, we can't do anything about anything that happened prior to today. But we, we have everything going for what happens in the future. And yep. when we know better, we ought to do better. Yeah, exactly. When we know better, we do better. And we can start right now. No sense in being. This is not a guilt and condemnation. Absolutely. Thing, you, there's no time like the present. Start. No time like the present. Today. Yeah. And start where you are. I started start with where you are. Exactly. We can't all do the same thing, but we all can do something. something. And it's identifying that something that you can do. Don't why I mean I, I tell people don't look at everybody. Social media will mess you up sometimes because you're looking at people running marathons. You you know, I had a direct message from a girl and she said, and, and it's an associate in Chicago. I know her, but we you know we're not friend friends. And she said, um, man, I hate it when you stop exercising because I stop exercising. And I'm reading it like, what are you talking about? And I used to, there was a season where I was posting my runs every morning on Instagram with either of my run stats or with like a little quote. And I don't know, something happened. I just stopped doing it. And then this year, one of my words for this year is to be intentional. And so I'm intentionally not spending as much time on social media um, okay. just because there's some other things that I want to do. So I don't do that. But I've not missed. I had a procedure. And so when I had a procedure, I did something different. I might have done yoga at home, but I've not missed meeting my run group in the morning. I've not missed my exercise, but I just didn't post it. And here you are looking at me thinking <laughs> that I'm not doing anything. So you're not doing anything. That's so I was crazy. like, wow, right. crazy. And you know, I started posting my workouts. You know, I post mine every, every morning, Monday mm -hmm. through Friday. And I started, I really didn't start it to start anything. I just did it a few times and people were like, oh my God. So I, you know, one of my hashtags is fitness motivation. So I post to motivate, to inspire, mm -hmm. whatever. It's part of what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing in this part of the self-care, this whole self-care mm -hmm. movement that I feel God is um launched me uh, that I've launched out into and, and it is um, motivating yep. it, it is but the thing is here's the thing I don't post everything that I do mm -hmm. I don't post everything I, I do my my morning post from my workout either I'm walking or either I'm with my trainer but I don't post everything that I do I don't post my whole day mm -hmm. <laughs> right and I, you know I don't put I don't I, I rarely you hardly will ever really see me posting my food, mm -hmm. but I eat healthy. Right. You see what I'm right. saying? So right. you, to your point, we cannot govern our lives by what we think we see. What we think, we, that's key. What we think that we see on social media, because as motivating as it can be, some people are at home in tears because they can't do it like you do it. And you just don't know. And you just gotta do what you I was looking at you know our you know our girl Tata, Latasha no. She was doing something on her Instagram yesterday this week. And I looked at that thing and I said, Child, I ain't no way I can do that. Right. <laughs> I mean okay it's, it's doing what my goal. Right. It's always oh, gonna be a goal. But if right. I sit up and get the, if I look at her every day, right? <laughs> I would just assume just she, going to sit down. Just shut down. I'll just be like, forget it. <laughs> She is I tell her all the time. I tell her she is my um what what do you call that? Um nemesis or my inner. She's my yes. inner beast. I don't know. She keeps you knowing there's another level. There's just no way. But mm -hmm. I do what I can do at my 58 mm -hmm. years old self. You know what? I used to go to the gym. I had some equipment in my home. I decided with during the pandemic. I talked to my trainer. I used to work with my trainer five days a week before, but when COVID hit, he started coming here. We cut it down to three days a week because he couldn't travel to my house five days a week. Mm -hmm. So we made the adjustment, but I still exactly. kept working out. Mm -hmm. And that's the 
strength and do what you can do. Risha, you have been so, this conversation with you has really been a delight and um, refreshing. And I want to know, um, I want just for you to, um, to share with us, are you, do you take clients? Do you do personal clients when it comes to, I know you the work that you do with your organization um, that you work for, but do you do anything outside of that? personally in uh in this whole nutrition health and wellness yeah. coaching space yeah thanks for asking so i have for years been working with friends here and there but just didn't have anything officially set up um one thing i did do during the pandemic was i did establish a consulting um business called your favorite dietitian and I, so i am doing virtual nutrition consults um diabetes, healthy eating, if a person um, preventing diabetes or just getting back on track. And it's a combination of um, nutrition counseling, coaching, just trying to help a person, even if it's just to help them identify what they can do. Sometimes we hear so much about what we can't do. It's important to kind of take the lens off of what we can't do and identify where can we start? What can, um, what can I do? And so okay. it's your favorite dietitian, but I'm, I'm um, typing it. That's why you see me. I'm just putting oh, the side put it on the screen. So it's your favorite dietitian. Yes, but my my contact information. Um, the best thing is my email, which is just my first and last name, Risha R I C I A Taylor T A Y L O R at gmail.com. and then I could get um, if anyone was interested, I could get them more information gmail.com and i'm gonna put your instagram up there as well i know you're not on social media as much but you know a lot of yeah, times not people, him, but yes <laughs> yeah people connect with us via social media so i just want everybody to know this is risha taylor and she is launched out now into her own health and wellness coaching space and uh business and she's doing that under the name of your favorite dietitian and you can reach out to Risha if you need coaching in this space, particularly as relates to your diet, as relates to nutrition and those kind of things. Check her out at Risha Taylor at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. All right. You can There's an extra I in there. Yep. It's R-I-C-I-A. Yep. That's Did I do yep. that right? Um, it's an I, um, R-I-C-I-A. Uh, let me fix that. Okay. R-I-C-I. I got it now. Um, save. You know, Ariel teach me how to do all this stuff. I know. Okay. Risha you. Taylor at gmail.com. That's R-I-C-I-A. For those of you who are listening, R-I-C-I-A Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R at gmail.com. Those of you that are watching us on YouTube, I hope you're watching us on YouTube. And if you're not, go to my YouTube channel and subscribe so you can continue to get more of this type of information on the Harmonize Your Life podcast. So Risha Taylor is taking, she is taking clients. And so I want you to look her up because we want to be whole spirit, soul, and body. Thank Absolutely. you. Um, and so listen, those of you that are just tuning in or tuned in late, you are listening to the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with Dr. Tony uh, Alvarado. I want you to know that you can find this podcast on Apple, on Google, on Spotify. You can also find us on YouTube. Follow us on YouTube. Go there. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, y'all. I'm trying to get my YouTube following up. So go there and uh, and uh, connect because you can not only listen to the podcast, but you can watch it. Some of you all are more visual learners. And so we start, we launched when we when we first launched the podcast, we were uh, just on um, um, audio versions. Uh, but now we're a uh, visual version with our videos that we post and upload every week on YouTube. So you can go there to Dr. Tony G. Alvarado's YouTube channel and you can uh, watch as well as listen to these conversations. You can share them with friends. It's free information. Y'all know, go to YouTube University because our, our, we're out there in YouTube University, okay? Um, I want you to know that um, you can go to my website at drtonyalvarado.com and you can find our Harmony Fitness Apparel there. We have fitness apparel, uh, workout. Um, we have fitness pants. We have t-shirts. We have 
um, bling t-shirts that you can be cute in. We have dry fit t-shirts that you can work out in. And we even uh, we even have um, 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 strapless t-shirts, you know, that you that you can work out in race, race back t-shirts that you can work out in. And those things are there for you. On the website, we have books, material, things of that nature that you can uh, um, use to develop your, yourself and to help you in your self-care, health and wellness journey and creating a lifestyle of a satisfying lifestyle, holistic lifestyle of harmony. Risha, one last thing. Do you want to um, do you have one last pearl of wisdom that you can share with us as we are on our way out? Um, I would just say, know your why, identify your why. Why is it important for you to be healthy? Do you want more energy? Do you want to feel better? Do you want to sleep better? Why is it important to you to eat right? Because, uh, you know, you're going to be faced with cake, candy, cookies, all of that each and every day. But know your why, be intentional about your goals and just don't compare yourself to others. Um, wow. Just do what you can do. Um there's no race, run your races, your pace. And, um, but be intentional, identify your why, give it some thought. Why is this important? Do I have a family history? Why? And that will help you just kind of hone in on your goals and then just be intentional. Whether it's one thing you do a week, this week can just be tracking what you eat. Next week, you can worry about making some changes, but be intentional on doing something. Mm -hmm. We only get one chance at this life and we want to make the best of it. Be intentional. That's your word for the year, Risha. Intentional. I like that. Know your why. Be intentional about your goals and don't compare yourself to others. You don't know what other people are doing. So don't compare yourself to others. Thank you again, Risha. Thank we'll talk you so much. Real soon. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this, this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.